and welcome to the 206 podcast. My name is Mark. I'm coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and this is the Changing Directions Filmmaker Interview Series. Joining me today is Jessica Ray, director of Raise Your Hand, along with lead actor Jerness Corchado. Jessica, Jerness, welcome to the 206. Hi, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for taking the time. Happy you could be here today. All right, so first thing I have to say is what a powerful and emotional story this was. You cover so many different topics, including issues with race, public education, sexual assault, police brutality, classism, and you know, I could go on and on. But Jessica, first thing I wanna know is where did this idea for this movie originally come from? Sure, uh, so the idea originally came from, it's like a collection of stories of my friends and myself um, as adults and as children kind of put together um into this story about these two young girls and then also um their classmates but the idea really came from this experience that i had when i was TAing in a class at a university and i was working with a um, producer well-known um older white male really nice guy it, you know he was really excited about teaching his students and he was talking about how um, you know, he was having the kids raise your hand. Tell me what uh, topics are going on in the world that would be good to make a TV show about. And, you know, they went through all the different various things that were going on. And we came back to class the next day and he said, oh, you guys, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you if someone could figure out a way to capitalize on rape, man, someone could make a lot of money wow. on it. Oh, my God. No way. And I like my skin just was like, ah. Yeah. You that can't tell our out. story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's really that is weird. so weird. I, I know it was really, really weird. And wow. and I and I was the TA, so I'm like trying to moderate this stuff. And I'm like, what? So that that was a moment where I said it's it's time to, you know, dig deep, go inside and share the story that is so familiar with so many people. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where the inspiration came from. And the story was written actually quite quickly once that started sure no that's a i guess kind of an awkward way to like form that but i think the the end result of the movie i think is turns it definitely into a positive so thank you for explaining mm -hmm. that now janice uh, what were your first thoughts on gia your character and the overall story when you first saw it or read the script Ooh, well that was back in 2016 and i think i was i was in college and i was taking a lot of Pan-African studies at the time. So I was really well, like I was really in, in, I was getting taught what was happening in the world in a very educated form, which was through college and like always talking about, you know, what is going on with, with racism and, and, you know, and abuse and all of that. So when that happened, I think also it was unfortunately the, and horrifically the um the death of i want to say sarah uh, i remember is bland um i think it was mm -hmm. uh Sandra was bland. Sandra Sandra bland. and it happened right then and i was so furious about that particular story and then i got the audition for this one oh, wow. and it just i just connected immediately yeah. because i was already in my life feeling it very deeply and very personal um, seeing how much it was needed to be talked about. And I was continually writing essays on the topic mm. in college, right? So when this film came about and, and I saw it and I read it, I, I connected immediately with it. And so I don't even think 
when I read it and I auditioned for it, I, and it, this happens very little in my in my life and in my career where I connect so much that I almost declare it. And I was like, this is mine. Like this, I need to tell the story. I need wow. to be part of this. And I think Jessica immediately kind of felt it too, where it was like, I, for me, it wasn't even about me as an actress. It was more about this story needs to be told. And, and that's just how it happened. Wow, that's amazing that you have that connection. You're right, it seems like that moment led you right right to there. So now Jessica, on the flip side of that, was this like a standard audition process? Like how did you first come across Judith? Well, we worked with an amazing casting director, um, Eileen, so, so, so great. And it was one of those things where like, we were looking for somebody and then they recommended someone and they did. And then we got Eileen and she just, man, did she fight to find the exact right people and bring them in. And I remember, I told you, Ness, I just found her audition uh, tape. Uh, a couple weeks ago when I was oh, wow. going through the hard drive, so I was seeing... I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it. I think that you posted it and I've been like... Because <laughs> I get so nervous watching myself. <laughs> oh, I, but I remember her walking into the room and... You know, she didn't care about anything else that was going on. And she she really pushed me as a director because she was like, no, I want to know more. Wait, what's happening here? Uh, okay, let me try it again. Can I do it again? But there was no smiles. There was no, like, she was like in it to win it. And whatever it took, she was going to get there. So and that, that really doesn't happen. Out. That doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> and that's when you know, like, that doesn't happen all the time. I go to so many auditions all the time. And a lot of the times it feels like there's no heart to the story yeah. and with jessica's story it just felt like something bigger than art itself so i think it was because of that because you know you don't usually connect that much as an actor i think you know no, so just you know yeah. to you jessica like that's that's when you know that you're doing something that is it's impactful and, and it's going to resonate with a lot of people. Well, thank Definitely. you. Thank you for explaining that. Now, uh, Jurnes, you had mentioned that the audition process, I think you said was back in 2016. So the, the movie was filmed several years ago, actually, although everything in the movie is as relevant today, if not more so as it's ever been. So that being said, do, you, do both of you look at the story differently now compared to when you were creating it? Or is it just kind of intensified what you already like thought about and, and felt about the, the story? What do you think, Jessica? I want to answer, but I want to know what you think about that. Well, you know, we we did this before. I remember us um, doing a little cast and crew screening kind of when the Me Too movement erupted, mm, right? right? And um, our editor uh, had no, her own experience that she was publicly sharing. So um, I just remember it feeling very timely um, to get it out. But then we had our own struggle, our post struggles, trying to get everything done, trying to finish financially and whatnot. Um, but things just keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. And mm. obviously I'm from Minnesota with George Floyd. I mean, right. that was just two blocks from my house. Wow. And, um, and that, that story with that young man is based on a friend of mine uh, in the movie. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but there's a storyline with an officer and a young man, and that's based on a friend right. of mine um, as, as an adult. But yeah, so I think, and I got to say, the la we had a screen a couple weeks ago, and I was able to sit in the theater and watch it as an audience member for the first time. Uh, and 
you know, man, was I affected in a different way too. So mm-hmm. I think it continues to be something that's really relevant and important and, um, you know, brings a lot out in people. It's a conversation piece, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy because back then it felt very important to tell this story. And now that everything has kind of like the Me Too movement happened and every, I think that people are more woke. It's insane that now it feels like, oh, wow, this is a timely movie. But it's like, no, this just has been going on for so long. But I'm glad that at least we can have the conversation now and that people are more okay with listening and more, um, I think that people are more receptive and more open to listening. And I think maybe before it was kind of like a taboo. Taboo, it's like, ooh, we can't talk about that. So now it's like, yeah, it's kind of a commercial movie now in a way because people are more okay with having the conversation. Right. No, that's a really good point that you bring up is not only are we now more aware as a culture and a society that these issues exist on a you know, mm-hmm. massive, you know, pretty much everybody's dealt with something that you show in this movie. But just like you said, this has been going on forever. Like one thing that I noticed, I did a rewatch of Do the Right Thing last year. And I was like, my goodness, this is a, the exact same stuff they're talking about now mm-hmm. that he brought up decades ago. And it's just unbelievable yeah. watching that movie again after so many years and you know during this, this current time. So I'm very glad you brought that up. Thank you for for sharing that. Now, each character in the movie, Jessica, you had mentioned a couple characters and, you know, even some of it is based on your own experience, but each character in the movie has their own unique struggles and issues to deal with. How much were each of those actors involved in helping to flesh out their each of their own stories? Uh, Everyone was very involved. Um, There's a scene in the movie, again, I won't spoil it, but there's a scene where um, each person is speaking essentially uh, what their what their hardship and their trauma is and what's going on in their lives and sharing that with others and i told everyone in the room at the time and i said you choose what what you connect with what your character connects with i'm not going to tell you what things do you relate with and do you want to um acknowledge and um with all the actors i mean what's really cool is i only really auditioned three characters i auditioned gia leela and wish and all our main other leads that came in they were all coming in for those roles but when i auditioned them i was like oh this is marcus oh uh-huh. th- this is now like it just worked out that way which was really really cool uh and we didn't i, I don't know just everybody came when they were supposed to <laughs> that's awesome and we were so young too yeah jessica that that i'm impressed by also you you're you were such an amazing director and you really found a way to you found your own language um, and to how how to reach people in different ways and I think that that is that just speaks very uh, how do you say that 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 just says a lot about you as a director and and where you're gonna go because you know we were so young and and it was such a powerful story and and I think that every person needed a different type of direction you know yeah i don't know but thank you yeah i mean working with everyone was great uh that's what made it so awesome right is because everyone did everyone's at different levels different experiences and i came from the world of theater 
And I started directing very young. Like I was 16 when I did my first play. And I have always loved working with actors. Like that's all, that's where I shine. And so I try and work with the DP who is experienced and can bring in um, that aspect of it more. You know, I'm not so much of a, a DP director. I'm more of an actress director. Oh, that's amazing. It sounds like there was just a lot of, a lot of really good chemistry and connection across the board through the through the entire cast. Now that that being said, you know that that's all of the the happy fun moments you're describing. But what were the biggest challenges each of you faced while making the movie? Go, Janessa. What were your biggest challenges? <laughs> Ooh, um. I mean, that's actually a good point because Jessica put you through a lot in this movie. I have to say. <laughs> She did, but you know, I think that ever since I was little, I think I was like, ever since I was eight years old, I wanted those type of gritty roles. I've always wanted like those very challenging roles. And for me, this movie was like, at that age, I was like, yes, like I wanted it. I, I was so, I, I was, I wanted to be challenged and I wanted to grow and I wanted to be in those, in, in those situations. So um, for me, it was, it was a dream come true, um, and and so I think I loved every part of it. I think the biggest challenge for me was kind of not taking home all the emotional baggage right. that Gia carried. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't think I'm a method actor in any way, but I definitely feel like, you know, there were some days that were very long days of me just crying and me just feeling everything so deeply. And by the end of the day, I would get home and just be like, Ooh, like, just kind of like, I, I think my mom even remi remembers it even more where she's like, I remember you. You would, you would, you would be exhausted. But for me, it was such a, like I would do it a million times because it's what I love and right. and and I would I would I wish I think it's for me at least it's every I think it's every actor's dream to be in a situation where you have to challenge yourself as an artist and as a human being and also you know I think that in a way I use this film and I think we've we've talked about this Jessica but um, I don't want to say much about the plot but. I think there were things in my life that I hadn't dealt with in my personal life, but through this film, I worked through them. And that's a beautiful thing that sometimes actors get to, in a way, use art as a therapeutic form, as a, as a therapy. And so, so for me, I'm grateful that that movie came and it came in the right moment so that I was able to, in a way, use it as that. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. And Jessica, yeah. how about you? I mean, same with Janess in the sense that like, I would do it a million times over. Like it was the best experience in my life. And I, I thrive on challenge. Like that's where I'm like, okay, bring it on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We definitely had a lot of them. I think one of the hardest was the finances, just because everything came, you know, from me, from us. Uh, and then we were able to build on that later. But, you know, getting people to say, I hate asking for favors, um, but people donated time, donated uh, effort, donated funds. Uh, it was really a, a communal effort to make the film happen. And I would say the hardest part was we had an editor who ended up uh, 
backing out of the project and but in doing so we didn't know they hadn't actually sunk up the sound in the picture even though that had supposedly had been done and so when it did get to the next person it was discovered that we were missing um three days of sound files oh wow and because time had lapsed the sound files didn't exist with the i mean it was always like a perfect storm because our sound guy his backpack got stolen so his original his hard drive where he had all his backups was gone so it was like always that i mean our producer evan he always says if it isn't hard it's not raise your hand <laughs> so so that was um that was a challenge we did a lot of adr but like i said i mean we had i worked on a show called bosch for many years and they helped with in-kind donations with post coloring um the titles and us being able to come up with I mean, that was really special for me because I made everyone write out their signature so that it's everyone's actual signature at the end of the movie so they oh, could wow. be part of, you know, them raising their own hand. Uh, but it was all of that, all those little things. And then our sound was such a mess. And I remember thinking, like, I don't have the money to, to do this and I don't know what to do. And we met uh, this amazing sound mixer who, like, mixed design like i can't even tell you and said you know we love your movie we feel really bad her and her husband we feel really bad for you and we're we're gonna do this for you and we're gonna make it something that that is worth what you need it to be and they continue to like we're friends um and our composer is amazing uh and and hanani sings on the on the so powerful yeah she's she's so she plays leela yeah, she's yeah. the closing song and she sings raise your hand she wrote that for the movie oh, so she did. When, i didn't yes. know that wow so when i say we had all these challenges they were always met with some some kindness some something that always leveled the playing field so it never felt hopeless except that one part with the sound where i was like what do i do <laughs> but then somebody came in and was like we got you we're gonna fix wow. this and you know that that's one thing that seems to be consistent especially with independent films like yours is the community like everybody's there to help everybody genuinely wants to participate and see that it's done and not just done but done right and done the right way so i'm, I'm really glad that that's something that you were able to experience as well and you know two things that uh lead me to my next question here. You'd mentioned community and she mentioned, and you mentioned singing. So Jernest, I wanted to make sure to point out the fact that on top of being a talented actor, you were also an amazing singer and you have quite the, the community on your YouTube channel. So your song La Bemba was released yeah. on YouTube. I think it was just over a month ago and I saw it already has over 45,000 views. So congratulations on that. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a completely different journey. Like I think that before I started doing thinking about this as, and by the way, like, I think that no one, like, this is something very new in my life. So basically, um, I was saying that like, you know, music for me, it's something that I, I, I just started doing because of the pandemic. I decided to finally pursue it. Um, I was always so focused on acting and the pandemic gave me the time and energy and, and you know, everything paused. And so I, I decided to kind of in a, I don't know, it was a magical way. Like everything just kind of like aligned and I was able to produce and, you know, write my music and make it happen. And we released La Bemba and um, 
it's crazy yeah it got like 40 it's it's moving and it's a completely different journey i'm not it's a completely different animal it's like like it's such a different animal like i would i remember before i started pursuing music i would think that acting and music were kind of in the same world because of hollywood you know you see all these famous people and you're like well it's kind of the same thing it's art and you know no it's not <laughs> it is not <laughs> you like you become your own you have to you have to be very hands on when you are pursuing the music career and you have but in a beautiful way like i i feel like i have so much more control and that I can tell my story in a different way. You know, with acting, I tell other people's stories, but with music, I am able to tell my story, write my own music, be be a part of the whole process of creating a work of art. And so, I feel I felt like my soul re really needed that. I really needed that um outlet for for myself to create whenever I'm not auditioning or working on a project. And so La Bemba is that La Bemba in a way is it's my single sec, second single and it's actually paying tribute to Selena Quintanilla. She has a song called Bidi Bidi Bom Bom. Yeah, I heard that so, in the song, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted I've always admired her and um I wanted to kind of like, you know, use her like Bidi Bidi Bom Bom part yeah. and kind of like she always had red lips and La Bemba <laughs> in Puerto Rican Spanish it's your lips like like oh. red lips. Okay. And so and so I wanted to do something fun that felt like bidi bidi bom bom in the way that it's like it's fun and and I wanted people to just, you know, feel like dancing. No, that's amazing. I I feel I feel better now about myself that I caught that reference because that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, "Oh, Selena." Yes, <laughs> really yes, cool. and even in the video, in the video it's yeah. I wanted to to kind of dress up like her and yeah. and I don't know, and just have fun and and I think, you know, Selena was someone that inspired a lot of especially latina women right. and till this day she is an icon and so i think um for me it's really important to always pay tribute to people that have made me follow my own dreams no so. absolutely thank you no i think out of those 45,000 some odd views i might have accounted for at least 10 or 12 of them in the last week or so but <laughs> but i got to ask you since we're talking about is there any chance you could give us a bit of that song today Yeah, I can do it right now. So I'll be like, Como comienza el bam bam, hasta el mundo dile ven ven, traigo todos los pasos, tengo el bara bim bara bidi bom bom, tirando dulce por el callejón, como tumba coco en año de elección, llego a sonar boom boom. That's it. <laughs> I can do it, but it's it's really fun. I I I want to, in a way, I started doing this because I wanted just to bring happiness to the world. And so I think that this song kind of does that. <laughs> well, you just brought some happiness right here. Thank you so much yeah. for for indulging me. I appreciate that. <laughs> Now, one one last uh, thought on that. You had mentioned um, you know, the difference between acting and singing. Do you see yourself continuing both or just advancing in different ways throughout your career? What do you see a career path in front of you or is it just kind of wide open right now? I definitely do. I feel like I've been the type of person since I was probably like eight years old, where I see my dreams kind of like as a, I don't know, like I always think of, I always plan things ahead. I always, I, I believe strongly in manifestation and, and in a way in creating your own destiny. And so for me, I've always admired people that are like J-Lo in the sense of like, she's had 
not only as an actress and as a singer, but as a businesswoman. I think she's been really uh, savvy with her career. And so I definitely want to have that type of uh, business mentality uh, to, you know, have some sort of, I think with acting, you know, the thing with acting is that it's something very beautiful, but you are not in control. Mm. You always need someone else to give you that opportunity. And I definitely feel like I needed to have some sort of control in my career. And I love music, I love acting, and I want to, in a way, always do both. I want to be able to, you know, produce my own films, write, uh, act, you know, as it, as it comes and as I feel it. Oh, just as you're speaking about it, I, I, I strongly believe that you can do whatever you want just because of the, the passion and heart that you're bringing to, to just talking about it. So I, I feel like you've got big things ahead of you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Jessica, you know, I have to tell you that I'm a lifelong baseball fan, and I actually work for the Mariners here in Seattle. And I say this because you have been working for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, would you mind discussing what you do for them? Yeah, um, this year I just started game day producing. So that's all the stuff you see in the stadium and on the boards. Uh, if you're coming in as a fan, uh, I basically produce and coordinate that. I work with our executive producer, Greg Taylor, and it's been a blast. But I have stage managed there for years. I actually started as an intern back when I was in film school at UCLA and nobody wanted to work there because everyone wanted to go work at the studios. And, uh -huh. and I love baseball, so I was like, I'll <laughs> do it. Um, and I stayed and they let me uh, you know, make videos like day one, I was I was editing and making stuff. And, you know, when you're in film school, you spend six months working on like a two minute film. And they're like, yeah. you got two hours to get this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? Oh, yeah. so <laughs> but that relationship, I mean, I guess one thing I value so much are my relationships in any industry. And that relationship with my direct boss, Tom Darren, um, you know, he believed in me, he helped me, he taught me, and I've been working there ever since and I've been able to grow in that company. And he's also so awesomely given me the room to, you know, go do my own stuff. So he's been very flexible and very supportive. He was actually at our last screening with his wife, which is awesome. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Now, in doing my research, I also found there's actually a moment during a broadcast where your name was mentioned. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yes. Um, well, I've had two 15 seconds of fame. So last year, uh, well, the year before that, when we're in the World Series, um, there's a shot of me. I'm all like, you know, dolled up in my Dodger gear and I wasn't working anymore. And I snuck down and was sitting like our stage management was over for the day. So I went down and sat by the dugout next to our, our, uh, our doctor fan who's been there for years. And I'm sitting there like this. And I'm like this and I'm worried and I'm praying. And <laughs> I got messages from all over the world. Like you're on TV. Like I was on there for like 20 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was how that started. But right. then um, <laughs> last year I was the crowd noise for the Dodgers. So I okay. actually ran all of the crowd noise that you hear and what uh, again, speaking to Tom Darren, how amazing he is. He took the World Series crowd noise. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was like a template that anyone could use of like, you know, generic crowd noise. He took our actual crowd noise, put it into the machines, and then I mixed that uh -huh. uh, as part of our our fan base during the pandemic. Right. Then we so, won the World Series. So you're talking about because there was no fans in the stands last year in 2020, you got to create that atmosphere. Yes. So I got, yeah, it was amazing. And then I got my shout out from Oral Hershiser uh, talking <laughs> about uh, how 
that was me and they called us the best the best crowd noise in baseball which was wow. really really cool um <laughs> well especially hey, if it's based on that. the real fans <laughs> since we're right here everyone uh -oh. I'm <laughs> this uh this would be the world series oh wow championship for this is the real one yeah now people know <laughs> wow. that is amazing congratulations thank you I, I think i've just been so lucky to like fall in yeah. these like weird places where i've been able to excel and have fun and enjoy life and get to do what i want to do um man i i feel very grateful <laughs> that it all has gone down this way no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you for, for telling that story. That's amazing. Now, getting back to Raise Your Hand, which is why we're here, uh, what has the response been so far from screenings? You mentioned you had one in-person screening and then the virtual screenings or even uh, responses from other friends and colleagues. Just whatever. What, what's the, the vibe you're getting from the movie? The vibe that I'm getting is everyone's really moved by it and very touched. I had a friend who um, I work with, uh, I work at the Tennis Channel too. I was there today and one of our, our you know, he's, he's our friend James who's like really buff and you know, very much a dude. And he messages me and he goes, I saw the film, it was really good. I cried, but I'm not soft, but I, I swear <laughs> I'm not, so. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm not gonna lie, it was I was terrified to show my family. Right. Um, that was hard, and it went well. Uh, it, everyone was very supportive, um, but everyone has seemed to have a positive response. Mm. It was it, so the the material obviously is like challenging material, and it was it's been hard to program. We've gotten a lot of really good responses from a lot of big festivals saying we love your film. Well, we can't program it, but we love it. Continue continue oh, wow. to push and continue to try and you know like personal letters from some of the very very big festivals so there was a period where we were like is it ever going to get out there like is it ever going to happen so speaking to independent filmmakers who might be listening um you're gonna hear that and you're gonna feel like that i do all this for nothing that i just make a really fancy business card or a really expensive one at least <laughs> right um and now we, we got a review maybe two weeks ago and that person just nailed what I was trying to do. And I was like, oh my God, it's being seen. It, 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 it's working. It's getting out there in the way that I had intended. Cause we were very careful about not wanting to, you know, excuse the phrase, but we didn't want to show trauma porn. Like we didn't want to go that route. We really wanted to stay with Gia and her experience and, and Leela's experience and you know, during some of the difficult scenes, you stay with them. You don't cut back and forth. You don't see a lot of different, right. you, you stay with them because that was so important to me. Um, and the conversations that, that they have was so important to me. But what I was getting in the initial response, um, some of the guys would say, well, you can't really see what's happening. So I don't know if it's hmm. see, you know, some of the uh, more challenging. But they want to see. <laughs> Yeah, that and then and I was like, well, of course I didn't want to like show any more because you don't need right. to see that. Um, but so powerful, I, at least me as a as an audience member, I thought it was so powerful what you did. I don't I don't want to say much, but I, I don't know how much we can say about this. But but yeah, I think it was so powerful that you you decided to do it that way. I mean, we really were very careful. Judy, um, Judy Fu, the DP, and I, I took her out for a couple of days in Palm Springs, and we just sat there and went through each beat. You know, what is the, wh whose scene is this? Uh, what is the color of the scene? 
what camera movement and why and really broke down everything. And so even when we were shooting, uh, it would be, you know, if the camera, if the steady cam couldn't come or if something broke, we knew what the intention was behind it and we knew how to navigate. And that was such an important process that I went through with her. So because of that, I think the response overall is very genuine. People feel it to be very authentic. Yeah. Um, and so many people honestly have shared their stories with me privately in, in regards to like what they've gone through and how it's helped them either come to terms or talk to a family member or, you know, get help in a different way, which is really, I mean, that's that is the intention behind it in the first place was to reach people and create conversation about it. No, absolutely. And I totally agree with the decision making that you made, because I feel after watching the movie that if you had been more graphic, it would have been a disservice to the story that you were trying to tell and the experiences that you were trying to share. I think how you presented it is exactly how that type of material should have been presented in that context. So I would say job well done in that respect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. We, we all really appreciate that because we really like walk the line of you know, not doing too much or not doing enough. Like we heard that from both sides all the time. Right. Well, it's not gritty enough. Uh, you know, we don't know where to put it. We don't know where to place it. Um, and you're sitting there going, well, what is it supposed to look like? What What do you want it to be? This is just right. real. For us, it was just real. I loved, I love Jessica and, and please help me with this one. Um, I really liked one of the reviews in an article where they said it almost feels like a documentary. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, when you are say that this movie feels like a documentary, you're doing a great job, you know, like, wow, the fact that you are you, you know, you're almost believing this as a, as a reality. That's why you are, you know, that's what any filmmaker would want to would want to do with a film. Yeah, it's been, I mean, the response has been overwhelmingly positive and it's just exciting that it's finally getting out. And and to see, like, I knew Janessa was going to be a star right away when she first walked into the room, <laughs> but it was her first big movie, right? Yeah. It was my first movie. Like, I, I it was my first, it was my first movie and, and then as a lead, and I'm like, I don't really know what, you know, how do you, uh, Driving the movies, how they say it, like, drive, like, I don't know what that is at that time. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just acting and doing my thing. And I, but I'm so grateful that I had an amazing director, um, someone like you. And especially, you know, it's so funny because I got a female director right away in like very early on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I've been very lucky. I've gotten, you know, both both type of, of, of course, like male and female, but I, I think it's it's a beautiful experience to also work with a female director um, as a woman myself. It's uh, the way that Jessica especially approached everything. It's just, I've, I've spoken about this before. And I always say that motherly side of a female director is very special when you get that. Um, as an actor, it's it's a very, you know, I don't know. It's I think that Hollywood would definitely benefit from more from more female directors. You know, 
I, I totally agree with that. And that's one of the reasons that, that we're speaking today, too, is to help push that forward. So uh, thank you for, for your answers on that. Now, one final question for you. And we've talked about the response from people. We've talked about the, the film festival, uh, all of that experience. So from each of you on a more personal level, looking back on the experience of making this movie, what's the first thing that comes to mind that just gives you a sense of gratitude? Hmm. Am I starting or are you starting? You go. I'm, I'm thinking of how to how to phrase it. Yeah. You can start. You can start. No, you go. You go. <laughs> um, what is the first thing that comes to mind of like in terms of gratitude? You said. Yes. Well, for me, I, I definitely think like I'm so grateful to have been given that opportunity so young in my life and mm. in my career. I definitely. You know, for me, this was an Oscar film. And it, it feels like that in my heart. And I think everyone involved is just like, we knew what we were doing from the get-go. It, it felt like that. And whether Hollywood sees it or not, and I feel like they will, um, I think this is a film that will definitely, um, people will go back to. And and, and it might be a, a film that even in, that, that is even talked about in schools because it's, it's a film that it almost feels like like a, like a documentary and it, and it feels like, you know, when you watch it, you want to talk about this. And so I'm grateful to be a part of, of a film that moves people and makes people think and makes people question even their own decisions. So I'm, I'm definitely grateful for that. Hey, thank you. And I would say, I think there's two two major parts that I'm I'm grateful for and, and personally, you know, as a as a 16 year old kid who was experiencing a lot, you know, I I remember the first play that I directed. Um, I started out writing my own story at that age, and I wanted to direct this this play, and then I got scared. And we happened to be um, workshopping buried child, and I said, "Can I do this? This is about a dysfunctional family and a lot of stuff that goes on." And they were like, "Sure, yeah. Don't ever let your high school students do that play, anyone. If you're listening, <laughs> little too young." But we did it. It was, um, and it was such a powerful feeling. And at the same time, like I still didn't quite feel like I had my voice figured out. Mm -hmm. So as an adult, to be able to to genuinely have that opportunity again and to have people believe in the story. Uh, I'm I'm incredibly grateful for that. And that leads to the other half of just, man, how many people donated their time and their efforts. And also like everything just fell into place. Like all the right people were there. You know, I couldn't be more lucky to have Dernest and Hanani and, and the whole cast. Like there was nobody who was like, well, you know, we'll just throw that person in there. Everybody. <laughs> was exactly who they needed to be. And, you know, we worked with, at the same time, we were working with Santa Ana High School um, and working with a program called Creating Creators. And they basically like allowed us to shoot in the school. We set up a contract. And what we did was bring on their high school students to apprentice and to train in certain positions at the same time being the extras. So we were able to also share knowledge of filmmaking. And I remember like one girl was learning how to boom with our professional boom operator. And, you know, just, just being able to also be part of nourishing young people who want to continue to do this and who need an opportunity like that that was also like really amazing and I'm super 
grateful for that and we continue to work with them and continue to um you know do visits with their students and everything so See, that that right there just makes me love the movie even more that that was part of the creative process that you're you're teaching the next generation to, to you, follow in your footsteps so thank you for that yeah it's crazy i want to just say something about that because i i remember that and i even saw some of those students later on in life i think i think i saw them like four years after in a film festival showing their own films and it was just like i felt so much joy <laughs> that I met them in high school when they were just starting and learning and then they had their own films in film festivals and that just that just means so much it, that that's definitely that was a blessing oh that's great thank you so Jessica Jernest I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak with you about your movie thank you so much for taking the time thank, thank you for you. having us those have been great hey thank you the movie is Raise Your Hand. This is Jessica Ray and Jernez Porchado. My name is Mark, and this is the 206 Changing Directions interview series. You can learn more about the movie by going to Raise Your Hand Film on both Facebook and Instagram and watch for updates as well. All of my interviews and movie reviews are available on 206.com, including my review of Raise Your Hand. Thank you so much. Be safe and see you next time.